0: Good morning, everyone. Happy Sunday and happy Father's Day. Yeah. Truly, we want to honor all of our dads uh, out there, including uh, those that are in our church community and also my own dad. Uh, We all love you. We honor you. It's not easy to be a dad. Uh, It has been an interesting Father's Day morning already for me, uh, especially uh, on our way to church. Uh, Our car broke down in the middle of I-5. Uh, so I just want to thank Edwin for picking me, picking us up uh, in, in, in the, on the side of the freeway. Uh, and please pray for us, cause uh, I think that car needs to retire. Uh, and uh, and Kelsey is still there on the side of the freeway, waiting for the car to be picked up uh, by the tow company, the tow truck. Uh, we're supposed to have a family time today. Uh, my I have my boys here uh, in in the studio too. Uh, we're going to celebrate Father's Day after this uh, by going to a restaurant. What a treat, right? Uh, (laughs) We have been in this pandemic now for more than three months. I don't know if you believe it or not. Uh, And many people are given the opportunities to be home with their families, uh, their spouse, their kids. Hi dads, uh, it could be a blessing for you or it could be a curse. I don't know which way you're going, you know. Uh, And a lot of people are asking me, Like what does a pastor's family actually talk about during the shelter in place when we are stuck at home, we're in quarantine, we are at home for like 10 hours, 24 hours a day with your kids, with your spouse, seeing them, eating with them, uh, hanging out with them. You know, I wish I can tell you that as a pastor, uh, you know, with my kids, with my, my wife, we discuss about apologetic teaching, you know, at home, uh, talking about the progressive uh, sanctification and justification, soteriology. We talk about heaven. We talk about hell. We talk about Jesus. Uh, that's, that's just a joke, okay? We actually, this is, this is for real, guys. We actually talk about uh, shower thoughts. How many of you know what are shower thoughts? It's like those uh, thoughts that go through your mind when you are taking a long, hot shower, you know. And, and here what the top five is. Um, I want to share with you, and I hope that you guys can enjoy it too. And these are uh, discussed among our family. Number one, in a hospital, you can find people experiencing the worst day, the happiest day, the first day, and the last day of their lives. Number two, and this is, I think, from, from our boys too. Uh, it's like if you count one, two, three, four, five, and so on, the first number that your lips ever touch each other is one million. I can kind of tell some of you at home are starting to uh, count, right? One, two, three, four. By the time you reach one million, that is the first time your lips ever touch each other, okay? If you don't believe it, do it after the service. Don't do it now, okay? Number three. James should have membership where your fee goes down based on how often you go. Isn't that cool? Yeah. Number four, it is impossible to touch any reflection that isn't yours. <laughs> Number five, nobody hates Monday, just a lot of people hate their jobs. Okay? <laughs> Okay, okay, that, that was main meant for uh, dad jokes, you know, for uh, father's jokes, uh, by the way. Again, happy Father's Day to all of you dads uh, out there. Yeah, I know that we cannot be together, we cannot celebrate, celebrate, celebrate it together, but I know that the church has given you uh, some gifts for your family, and I hope you can uh, enjoy those gifts uh, that we have provided for you. Um, you know, this Father's Day um, is, is another... Year of something that is special because, you know, as our kids are growing up, uh, we begin to think a lot of stuff, right? Like, uh, I think Chiwika, you posted this on the family care group uh, WhatsApp chat, is that we need to appreciate the time that we have with our kids, even though the, the room's messy the house is noisy, you know, in our in our house, you know, if you ever come to our house and have dinner with us, uh, we have to fight for our position to talk, you know, because everybody wants to talk. It's so loud in our house. It's so much fun, you know, uh, and, and I really honor that, that time. Uh, so today, I want to continue our sermon series based on uh, the title of the series. It's called Every Relationship Began With a Question. Maybe those of you, uh, in, is in that season, you know, you are in that season of popping the question, right? What's the question that usually people pop uh, when you want to begin uh, a relationship? Will you marry me, right? Will you marry me? So asking the right question is crucial for your well-being and also for the relationship that you want to build, right? Um, so there is this funny story I want to tell. Uh, there, uh, there is this missionary that goes to, Afri- to South America and one day, it was 120 degrees weather in South America. And this missionary was tempted to, uh, to take a swim in, in this river, in this local river. But he was leery because of the man-eating fish that he had heard about. So the local assured him, he said, you know what? The piranha, which is the man-eating fish, only bite while the fish are swimming in schools. You guys know, right, what is in schools. That means when the piranha is swimming in a group, then they will bite a man or a human being. But never in this part of the river, the piranha actually swim in a school. So each afternoon for the rest of the summer, the missionary always jump in into the river and uh, swimming. And months later, uh, he heard that a local fisherman had fallen out of his boat and had not been found. And alarm, he was scared. So he asked his neighbor if perhaps the man had been eaten by the piranhas, you know, by the man eating fish. And the neighbor said, oh, no, 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 no. Only while swimming in schools do piranha bite people. And they never swim in school uh, around here. And then the missionary was curious, right? Why not? Why not around here? He said, oh, they never swim in school because there is an alligator in that river, okay? <laughs> if you guys don't get a joke, <laughs> I know I need my drum, drum beat, right? <laughs> so asking the right question is as important as answering the question right, right? Asking the right question is as important as answering the questions right and finding the right questions. So today I want to share with you from a passage about Jesus and His disciples. How many of you know that I love to share about Jesus? Uh, And that's been my passion. You know, when I preach, I want to make sure that you have that encounter with the person of Jesus. You are not only learning about principles, you are not only learning about the religion of Christianity, but I want you to have a personal relationship with Jesus. So today I want to open up in Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 20. Uh, It's going to be only two verses. Yay! Right? So it's going to be very fast, and it's only two points. Yay! Right? I mean... (laughs) Yes, so open up with me in Luke chapter 9, verse 18 to 20. Actually, this uh, passage or this story can also be found in Mark chapter 8 and Matthew chapter 16. And verse 18, Luke 9 verse 18, it says, Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him. This was talking about Jesus. And he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? And they answered, John the Baptist. But others says, Elijah. And others said, one of the prophets of the old has risen. Then he said to them, Jesus asked the disciple, but who do you say I am? So the sermon title of today is, who do you say I am? Right? And Peter answered that question. He said, the Christ of God. Or in another translation, or in the New International version, the NIV version, he says, God's Messiah. Or in another translation, it says, you are my God and my Messiah. Or the other translation, it could be, you are my Savior. You are my Lord and Savior. So those are good answers. Those are correct answers. And today I want to share with you two points. And looking at two different angles of two categories of people. Number one is the crowds. We want to take a look at the crowds. Who are the crowds? The crowds are a bunch of people. It could be a big number. Sometimes in our church, it could be a big number that followed Jesus around and listened to his teaching and witnessed his miracles and observed his life. And sometimes they themselves have experienced those miracles. Maybe they sometimes got food from uh, the disciples of Jesus when they're distributing the breads and the fish. But never, these crowds never truly answered of who they are following. They are just merely following because there is a bunch of people following, and so they are just following. But they never took the time to personally answer the question: Who is Jesus in relation to them to themselves? As a matter of fact, if you read uh, Luke chapter 8, you know, the the, the chapter before and, and verse 9, prior to this message you will see Jesus was teaching to big crowds performing miracles to big crowds but it does not mean that these big crowds are truly having a relationship a personal relationship with Jesus they are just merely they're following and getting the benefits of following the crowds you know to this crowd some say Maybe some will make this statement. I don't know if you can relate uh, and, and you can you can judge it for yourself, right? He says, For me, Jesus is always accepting and loving. But Jesus isn't whatever you want to be. The answer to this question is not whatever you want Jesus to be, it's not what you think Jesus should be. There is an accurate answer to this question: who do you say I am? There is a single correct answer to this question that is not based on our feelings or the opinion of others, but there is an objective revealed truth to the answer to this question. Some heard his powerful preaching against sin and thought of him as John the Baptist. Others saw Jesus' miracle and were reminded of the powerful Elijah. Others thought he might be another of those prophets that that they have heard and, uh, and read the books. All of these perhaps were flattering. It was good. You know, nothing bad about Jesus. But it was inadequate. It is an inadequate idea of who Jesus really was. Right? The crowd's mentality is like this. You know what? I'll run my own life. Just help me God when I need you. Right? Don't bother me. Don't don't, uh, be close with me. Just leave me alone. Let me run my life. Let me make my decision. But when I need you, please come and help me. Please come and rescue me. Or another crowd mentality is like, I'll decide what to do with my life, what is good for me, what I think is best for me. Just help me fulfill what, when I need it. So Jesus becomes, you know, I, I preached this several years ago, many years ago. He says, same God, different Jesus. I, I, I wish, maybe I, I will re- we uh, preach that sermon again. He says, uh, Same God, different Jesus. Some of us treat our Jesus like a little small pocket-sized Jesus where you put it in your pocket. And whenever you need it, you, t- you take that Jesus out and you, you, uh, you kind of commanded that Jesus to do whatever you want Him to do. It's like, Oh, Jesus, I need this job. Give me this job, okay? In Jesus' name, in your name. Right? Yeah. Or if you are broke, or you are in need of financial help, you take out that Jesus, come on, Jesus, bless me. Give me money, okay? Let, my, let money drop from heaven. Same God, same idea, but different Jesus, right? So these are the crowd mentality, is that, you know what, I want to live my life as if it's my own. I want to make decision, what is good in my idea, but when I'm in trouble, God, I expect you to come and help me. But the disciple of Jesus is different. So I want to share with you about the disciple of Jesus. The answer to this question, who do you say I am, requires a personal response of faith and obedience. The answer is not what you think Jesus is. There is an absolute answer to the identity of Jesus. Yeah, there are a lot of people that can answer this question you know, nicely, uh, but it does not mean correctly, right? Maybe to them say, oh, Jesus is a good man. Oh, Jesus is a good teacher. Oh, Jesus is the leader of the Christian religion. Oh, Jesus is this uh, witch doctor that can do miracle. Oh, Jesus, Uh, you know, many people can say different angle of Jesus, but let me tell you that the answer to this question is only one. There is only one absolute objective answer this question and to the identity of jesus and it does not reveal through our feelings through our emotion through the idea that we have in our mind because the identity of jesus is absolute within the character of god amen so as we knew from several studies or passage of the bible many of jesus disciples knew that he was a messiah they knew he was a messiah he was a savior he was a king leader he was supposed to take over the throne of the kingdom uh, and, to, uh, and to liberate the, the Jews and to, to have authority over the Jews. But many of these disciples actually misunderstood what Jesus was trying to teach them. They thought that Jesus was take, taking over the physical earthly kingdom, sitting on the throne of David physically and on the earth, while Jesus actually came to redeem us for a heavenly kingdom. Not of the earthly kingdom, not of of the nation of Israel, so to to say in this earth. But God is revealing to the disciple that I am a savior, I am a messiah, I am the king of kings, not of this earth, but of the heaven and earth. So the idea of this uh, disciple, they were expecting God to rescue them from their lives here on earth. You know, they have this idea, oh yeah, you know what? He will be seated on the throne of David here on earth. No, God is not going to be seated on the throne of David here on this earth. He is going to be seated in the highest place, which is the heavens of the heavens, right? So so even though Peter answered this answer correctly, personally, he said that you are Messiah. But if you read in, uh, Romans chap- uh, in Luke chapter 9, if you continue reading after those two verses, actually Jesus is teaching them. He said, look guys, yes, you are correct that I am the Messiah. But it is insufficient if you are thinking of me just on these earthly things. Only on your needs, only on your physical needs. But I am here not only to fulfill your physical needs, but I am here to fulfill also your heavenly needs, your spiritual needs. That is something greater than what you are experiencing today and maybe tomorrow and maybe 70 years from now. is called eternity. That is what Jesus was about. So, Yeah. Peter's answer was correct, Jesus was Messiah, but I think Peter at that time is still quite limited to what he thinks Jesus is going to save them from, okay? So, if you can continue reading, so I'm not going to continue reading because there's a few more verses that you can read that Jesus was talking about. Uh, You know what, let's read one verse then so that you understand what I'm trying to say. Because Jesus came to deal with the fundamental problem of human race, which is sin, He's not here to deal with our, you know, broken heart. Yeah, he, he will deal with that. But the fundamental issue of human race is sin. And Jesus came to deal with this fundamental issue. In Luke chapter 9, verse 22. Luke chapter 9, verse 22. Is, and this, this summarizes the whole teaching of Jesus. He said, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders, chief priests, and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day, be raised. So Jesus reaffirmed to his disciples. He said, look guys, yes, I am a Messiah, but I am not here to just rescue you on earthly things, but I have a mission. I have something that is fundamental that I come here for, which is to die for your sin and for my sin. But I don't only die and then I'm gone on the third day, I will live again, and I will live forever and ever until eternity to eternity. Therefore, today, we are here having a personal relationship with this God, this personal God named Jesus that is not dead because our God is alive. Come on. Can you say amen? Come on, come on. Type it in. Type it in. Amen. Right? Yeah. It's kind of hard, you know, preaching to just a a few groups of people. Uh, So come on. Type it in. Amen. Amen. Right? Amen. God is alive. God is alive. G-O-D-I-S-A-L-I-V-E. God is alive. Come on. I need to make myself alive too this morning. Okay, So this question today is personal for you. Who do you say Jesus is? What's your answer to Jesus' crucial question, what, who do you say that I am? You may be standing with the multitude saying, Jesus is a fine example. He is a great teacher, a nice man, even a prophet. But he is not sovereign over my life. That's a crowd mentality. That is a mistaken answer. You may be standing with Peter, having the discipleship mentality saying, you are the Christ. You are personal God. You are my personal savior. You are my friend. You are my confidant. You are my refuge. You are my strong tower. You are my firm foundation. You are alive. God is alive. Come on. Yeah. Amen. It's almost like you are preaching in a small uh, comedy club uh, for the very first time. And then people give you a pity clap, you know. It feels like that. Come on, guys. I Do you say Amen. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So today the question to you is, who is Jesus to you? Maybe all this time you have been coming to church, you have been joining our live stream. I just want to say how thankful we are. And we really appreciate you taking that time to join us, even through these difficult times through the live stream, right? But... Today, I want you to really ask this question, whether you are alone at home or in your room or watching in your, uh, in your um, smartphone. Ask this question, who is Jesus to me? Who do I say Jesus to be? Because the answer to this question, as you dig deeper, it will reveal the truth in your life. And the answer to this question will require a personal response and obedience to whatever God has called into your life. Your answer to this question is personal. It's very personal. And today, you can be a part of that. Maybe you have been coming to church, you have been watching us live stream, but you have only been following the crowds. You know, you never stop and reflect and answer the question, who actually Jesus is to my life. Is Jesus really personal in me? Do I experience Jesus personally? Or do I just see him from afar thinking that he is a good uh, Christian religion God that people talk about, that people uh, worship? But today I want you to know that every individual, yes, including you, including you, even though you are not perfect. Listen, even though you are not perfect, even though you still make mistakes, Even though you are broken, even though you feel that you are unworthy, Jesus is asking this question to you because He is a God of relationship. He is seeking for you. He is pursuing you and He is asking you today, Who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? Are you interested in building a personal relationship with me? A genuine, genuine, real relationship with me? So today, I want to I wanna pray. I want to pray and I want to uh, allow this moment for you to reflect and to answer this question, right? If today you make that decision and you answer that question, there is a link uh, in our website that you can type it in so that you can get connected, so that people can pray for you, or maybe can answer your question. Who? do you say Jesus is in your life? If you want to receive Jesus for the first time today, maybe not really, really the first time, but for the first time you realize that the relationship with Jesus is personal, it's real, it's not a borrowed relationship, not because your parents are Christians and therefore you automatically understand and have the personal relationship with Jesus Today, it's not about that. It's not about a borrowed faith. It's not about a borrowed identity with Jesus. It's truly a personal identity with Jesus. It's you and Jesus. So let's take a moment and really genuinely and sincerely and honestly answer this question yourself. It's not about me forcing you to answer this question. Nobody is forcing you to answer this question. But as you guys know, you know, with my kids actually joking aside, we did talk about heaven and hell during this quarantine season. We talk a lot about Jesus and why and how we need Jesus. You can ask them, they are here, right? Right, boys? Yeah. We, we did talk, why? Because this is an opportunity for the millennials and for the Gen Z and the post-millennial generation to understand that our world is not going to be everlasting our world is, is not perfect Yes for the past 10 years I've seen this world almost so perfect You know It's so good No problem Every time in prayer meeting I ask anybody needs prayer No pastor Our life is perfect Wow Nobody is sick in your family No pastor Nobody need financial help No I got a job in Microsoft In Google Everything is perfect So sometimes it's hard to preach to the millennials and post-millennials To tell them that you are in need of a savior A lot of the millennials and post-millennial generation ask Save from what? I don't want to be saved And then when I preach to them To save you from a life that is going nowhere An eternal life in heaven And these millennials and post-millennials, I don't want to go to heaven. If heaven looks like church people, I don't want to go to heaven. I want to go to hell where Michael, you know, no names mentioned, where there's a lot of concerts going on, partying every night. But when the COVID-19 hits this earth, it changed the course of our message. When the economy Collapse And we understand now That humanity is so fragile Just that Disease That we cannot even see With our eyes Change The history Of our civilization Then come on My friend My brother and sisters Those that are millennials Post-millennials Whatever age group you are Baby boomers Come on You understand right? that our world isn't perfect that we are in need of a personal personal savior so today answer this question yourself and then when you answer this question talk to someone especially from our church right either you can type it directly now into your YouTube live or you can DM us direct message us or you can go into I've just seattle.org slash pray and type in your request there. There's a lot of platforms that you can tap into us. Do it, okay? Because we never know about tomorrow. For tomorrow may not come. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you so much Lord for today. Thank you Jesus that no matter who we are, no matter... What our life circumstances are No matter where our background No matter our race The color of our skin Whether we are worthy or unworthy Whether we are young or old Whether we are male or female Oh Jesus you love us so much That while we were still rebellious While we were still sinners While we were still imperfect Oh Father God you have laid down your life To die for my sin for my weaknesses, for my curses. Therefore, today, this wonderful God that is so glorious, yet you made the decision to empty all of your glory, to become human, to go through the suffering of men and women so that you can understand what we are going through. You came to us so, so personally. And today, He is asking you, who do you say I am? Are you just following the crowds? Or are you wanting and desiring that personal relationship with Jesus? If you are in your own room, in your own domain, in your own dwelling place today, say this prayer with me. Dear Lord Jesus, dear Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to pay for the consequences of my sin to pay for my sin and to redeem me from death to life Jesus come into my life be Lord of my life be a personal savior over my life from today on I am yours and you are mine In Jesus' name. Amen. To those of you who say prayers, that prayer, congratulations. You have received Jesus. Amen. You have a new life. And therefore today, we congratulate and we celebrate with you. Amen. Thank you so much again for joining us today. Again, every Sunday, we are here to serve you. Please don't forget to Share and express your appreciation to all of our teams here and those that are behind the the cameras too. We really appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for always serving us. And again, if you have not subscribed to our YouTube channel, please do subscribe to our YouTube channel or our Instagram and Facebook so you can get updates from us. Again, happy Father's Day. God bless you. Blessing upon blessing, grace upon grace for you, your family, and your children's children.